Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. There is one Southerner who has given us all a soundtrack that celebrates the coastal life and just screams, summer is here. That person is Jimmy Buffett. Join us at the table as we discuss Buffett and his Parrothead fan clubs that were also born in the South. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Lainey, you are so right, as you said in that intro. The music of Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band invoke this yearning for laid-back days of... <laughs> 100%. Yeah, lounging on the beach with a margarita in one hand and sunscreen in the other hand. Right? I mean, it just makes me want to be in a hammock. It does. It's just this, like ease joyous way of life that you know we would probably equate to a beach bum right I mean it's like the ultimate escape music too I just think about we all have those times in life when you just want to step away from the grind yes and Jimmy Buffett can take me there in a yeah half a second yeah he's pretty amazing as a musician but he's a genius at building a brand on oh vacation culture right and vacation I mean he life. has become a billionaire in flip-flops <laughs> just by wearing flip-flops yeah. And singing about it. And also the cool part about him is this organized group that is so unique and so fun and so philanthropic and so devoted to Jimmy Buffett. And to each other, it feels like. That they, you know, we wanted to talk about them. So we're talking about the Parrot Heads in Paradise, yeah. the fan club that's associated with Jimmy Buffett and his music. But um, yeah, there's just a lot to enjoy about him and all that's around him I'm yeah. smiling even just thinking about it and I'm smiling because you set a wonderful margarita in front of me so well, I figured we had to have a margarita while we talked about this subject yeah and so I came up with my own the, I kudos to you I've never tackled my own cocktail recipe so I'm so. gonna tell you what it is I called it the magnolia margarita I love it and you know how we say the strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia? Yes. Okay. Well, this is the kick of jalapeno with the sweet of a southern peach. Oh, that's so great. Okay. So, okay. Tell First us what's all, in the magnolia margarita. I used um, two ounces of tequila, one and a half ounces of peach brandy. Okay. Three-fourths ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice. That's key. 
and a half an ounce of orange liqueur. Okay. Maybe you could, could you use like a Grand Marnier, you think, or some sort of triple sec if you didn't have the orange liqueur? That's sure. That's kind of the same, right? Yeah. That, and, like- and if you want it sweeter, because you were saying you'd kind of like yours even a little sweeter, you could add in maybe a half ounce of agave or simple syrup or oh, something yeah. like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and I was going to just give a couple of tips if you're making this margarita or really any. Any margarita. Just okay. a couple of tips because I've got your back, y'all. <laughs> Leave your limes out for a little while before you squeeze them. People may already know this, but whether it's lemons, oranges, limes, if you're squeezing citrus, you get so much more juice if you'll let them sit at room temperature for a little bit. You can leave them out all the time, right? You can. I leave my oranges out all the time, but I refrigerate my lemons and my limes, and now I'm confused as to why I even do that. Leave them out right before, you know, at least for a couple, an hour or two before you're going to squeeze them, and you'll get so much more juice. Good tip. Second tip is last year for my birthday, I was given the best cocktail shaker. It's called Elevated Craft. It's pretty very pretty it looks bigger than a typical cocktail shaker or taller I mean I think it's I don't know if it is but the thing that's so beautiful about this shaker is it's so easy to get the top off you know how so often yes. they get lodged because yes. they're then, cold and they're yeah, like stuck together that does not happen with this one it's the best cocktail shaker elevated craft okay and I would also just wanted to mention I used a smoked salt on the rim just because ah. I was also thinking well that's kind of southern like sure. we like to smoke things yes so I used a smoked do. salt but the smoked salt that I had is kind of large pieces yeah yeah so you can put any kind of salt like that in a magic bullet and get it fine so it will go on a rim is that what you did yeah oh my gosh and it looks perfect I'll put a picture up on Instagram so there's your um, margarita tips I love it for your trip to Margaritaville well thank thank you we had music going earlier but obviously (laughs) licensing issues we were not gonna have a bunch of Buffett music oh my gosh in this episode but let's just talk about some though Margaritaville it, we we wanted to make this also like just kind of our send off too. This is going to be our last episode before our summer break. So yeah, this is the music of summer, and we just thought also that this will be that's a great way to a, send a you into the season. Yes. Well, I mean, son of a sailor. Oh yes. Changes in latitudes. Those are both so good to me. I love Hurricane. That's so fun and upbeat. Cheeseburger yes. in Paradise. Margaritaville. Yes. Fins. What's the one that's the pencil thin mustache? Is that what it's actually uh-huh. called? That's what it's called. I just did motions to Lainey. We had motions. Y'all can't see it, but it was from a choreography that's that right. Lainey came up with as a dance to that song. We did have. When I was circa, I don't know. Was well, like and we were seven, in the car eight. on the way to the beach. Yes. I believe that was a Myrtle Beach trip. This was pre iPad and, and Claire Campbell. DVD players in yeah. the car. So this has come up with something to do in the back seat for nine hours. We have motions and choreography. Choreography to pencil thin mustache. Well, he has had so many. Come so many. Monday. Oh, that's a good one. So many good songs. But yeah, y'all, I didn't realize maybe this is just naivete, but he is a B billionaire i didn't know that till you told me that yeah billionaire billionaire all while just writing songs about escaping to the coast Mm -hmm. i mean wow even if it's just in our minds yeah i'm just so happy when i'm out on a boat oh yeah it 
anything water, honestly, I'm happy. I could be out on a boat in the lake, on the ocean. I could yes. just be near the ocean, near the lake. <laughs> There's just something to me that's special about being on a boat out in it, though. Yeah. yeah. Sailboat, motorboat, yeah. Yeah. anything. It's just so wonderful. And our dad loved boating. Yes, he did. And so that was also, I think, a reason a lot of these songs speak to me. Because just feels time familiar. out on the water. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know if you found this when you were doing your research, Larbeth, but Jimmy Buffett was born in, wait for it, Pascagoula, Mississippi. Y'all think we're making this up when we say every good writer and musician seems to have hailed from the great state, the great Magnolia state of Mississippi, but I remember seeing his name in the Grammy Museum. I mean, it's just unbelievable how many came from Mississippi. Yeah. He also spent childhood time in Mobile, Alabama. And later, Fairhope, Alabama. All of those are coastal. Even Pascagoula is coastal. So, So, I mean, it makes sense why he just gravitates. Though this is not the music he started with. No, good point. Right? I'm glad you said that. So we'll get get to that in just a second. But his college years, he spent some time at Auburn. Okay. And then Pearl River Community College in Mississippi. Okay. And then... Finally finished at University of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg. Okay. Which we have not gotten to yet, but want to. No, we haven't. And he was a Kappa Sigma. And I remember that because I had some friends that were Kappa Sigma. Shout out to Chippy. Kappa Sig. And they, you know, were so proud to say that he was a Kappa Sig. (laughs) That's probably the one they mentioned. (laughs) That's so great. I did read this from his website, and I'm just going to quote it because I thought this was so cute. When Jimmy saw how a fraternity brother in college with a guitar garnered the attention of the girls, he quickly learned a few basic chords (laughs) and started playing himself. Suddenly, Jimmy's world opened up. While he still attended classes, he quickly had his first band and went from busking the streets of New Orleans to playing six nights a week at Bourbon Street Clubs. Whoa! Six nights a week? That's burnout material right there. That's hardcore. That's under two hours to get there from where he was. But still, I mean, you'd have to be young to do that. Yes, absolutely. Drive two hours. Yeah. Play all night. Drive two hours. Go to class the next morning. We'll hopefully go to class. Yes, we (laughs) hope that happens. You know, that's not online. You know, it's all in person. That's right. Yeah, you're there or you're not. Well, after graduation, Jimmy headed to Nashville to work for Billboard magazine and try his luck as a folk country singer. Okay. He released his first record called Down to Earth in 1970. Wow. So with that album coming out in 1970, that's about the time that our dad was first moving here. Yes. Scouting out where to live before moving mom and I. From East Tennessee. From East Tennessee. Yes. So, Dad actually saw Jimmy Buffett at the Exit Inn doing all country. Because he was still just a country artist. That is incredible. That is a club of about 200 people, probably. And is a legacy, legacy nightclub. We actually covered it in an episode that we talked about. Just, different southern nightclubs that yeah. have sort of had an impact or an influential person that's you know made come their out of start there. there and there were several that came out of exit in yeah yeah isn't that fun to think about dad old school dad here seeing in seeing him country i love that all doing country so but it was actually a trip 
to, with Jerry Jeff Walker to Key West, Florida in 1971 that would give Jimmy the inspiration to merge musically his wanderlust and storytelling uh-huh. and this whole thing that was birthed post the country yeah yeah music now key west is that's so interesting because we've talked about florida a little bit yeah that you know that far south is doesn't feel like the south South anymore and so it is interesting to think you know of him being a mississippi guy and getting so much mississippi alabama yeah louisiana and then because that feels so tropical that might as well be its own caribbean island down there to me yeah which he also spends a lot of time yes there now yes so i think it's just mostly the water the fishing but all of that that got in him as a young age but now it's like full-blown yeah yeah i can totally see how at that age you're just like because that's for me personally when I got into Jimmy Buffett the most was about that like post-college oh, age for sure, me you too. know when you're just like floundering in life what am I gonna do <laughs> sorry for the pun but you know what am I gonna do I have this degree or I don't have this degree but it's time to get a, a adult now it's adulting mm-hmm. time and yeah but all I really want to do is sit in a hammock with mm-hmm. play a djembe with my friends yes yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> he so found he a way to make money doing it. So he did. But yeah, that's when his whole, this whole persona yes. began for him. And this genre actually, thanks to him, has its own name now. Yeah. It's called Trop Rock. As in tropical rock. That's trop right. Rock. And there are others who've made full-time careers out of playing this sound. Yeah. Including one that we used to go see when I was in college. And then I'm not sure. Did you ever go see Tall Paul? I've heard of Tall Paul, but I don't know if I've seen Tall okay. Paul. Well, but yeah, I'm sh- I mean, surely Tall Paul played at the Kappa Sig house or <laughs> somewhere, somewhere near my campus. Yeah. But I mean, this is like the ultimate building of a brand. Yeah. And I just think about even how many fun things there are around that whole beach bum lifestyle, you know, coral reefer. I mean, how funny is that? So cute. Margaritaville. Yeah. Its own brand. And, yeah, just so many fun words. Fin club and <laughs> parrot head yeah. clubs. Yeah. And you watched it's, the documentary, did you not? Yeah, I was going to say escapism. But, yes, I did. The parrot heads film is available on Amazon Prime, but also on YouTube. So I'm going to link to it in the show notes because you can watch this parrot heads film for free. And I think it was in, from 2017. It is. Something yes. like that. Yes. Okay. So not crazy old. No, but... A little history just covered in the film was this guy used to live in St. Augustine, Florida. And for bar entertainment, he was used to hearing Jimmy Buffett cover bands. <laughs> you know, that was just like what you heard. Regular. Yeah. And so this guy, his name is Scott Nickerson. He's then living in Atlanta in like 90 or 92. Yes. Early 90s. Yeah. And he loves Jimmy Buffett. So... Anytime he hears Jimmy Buffett, that makes him feel like home, too, you know, yeah. of, of the St. Augustine years. And so he puts an ad in the creative loafing, which I would have been reading totally. in 93-4. Yeah, yeah. When they said in the film that creative loafing was the newspaper that he put it in, I knew that name. And it was just for a get-together of any of Jimmy Buffett fans. Hey, you want to meet up? And 12 people got together and... 
from there. Before there was big meetups like there are now. I know. Like, can you imagine? That's how he would have had to do that. Other than stapling a flyer onto a telephone pole. That's in how little you, five points or something. That's how you do meetups is you put an ad in the paper, right? And so from there, the Coconut Newsletter of Jimmy Buffett's brand, they put the Atlanta Parrothead Club, including the organizer's name and phone number, into one of their newsletters. And then this His guy, phone Scott, blew up. he starts getting calls from all over the world wanting to organize their own club in their city. Like, he's made a model now. Uh-huh. How do we do it in our city? So incredible incredible how and organic. it was born right there in atlanta and that particular club still meets in marietta does it really so oh my fun. gosh i love that the thing that i thought was so 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 cool about these parrot heads because you i mean stereotypically you just imagine it's just tailgating drunkenness right like you but just it's not it's not so i mean they love to party but they call it partying with a purpose with a purpose a lot of times and it's a lot of philanthropic causes and so in this film the 2017 film that we just mentioned the it said that the parrot heads have raised over 42 million for charities and donated more than 3.1 million hours of volunteer time now the website has updated that their 18 year total for these parrot head clubs is they've donated now 56.9 million dollars and four point almost five volunteer hours that's a lot of service 4.5 million million sorry volunteer volunteer hours wow that's That's a lot and so i thought it was really 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 special the way this guy scott he was yes he was at the helm and really had the vision to start these but he got sick yeah and he was a musician himself and he got terminally sick he did recover um he had like a brain tumor or Mm -hmm. something they totally came around him. Yeah, there was in more than one way. story of that, of people that were Raising really in, engulfed in this culture. And then when they hit hard times, the people just yeah. helped them out. Yeah. I mean, way more than like community, like yeah. family. Yeah. It was real. Yeah. There's another story of a woman that was paralyzed from diving into a swimming pool and breaking her neck. And it was like two days before her like big i don't know gathering and, she was excited to go to yeah and i think buffett reached out to her he did called her yeah. yeah so amazing so incredibly kind group of people that really do care yeah. about each other and about good causes and charities and so i, I mean to me that was the real like whoa moment of yeah. learning about these parrot heads is that it's way more than just drinking and listening to music and you can actually go on the website which i'm sure you'll link to in the show notes to find where there is one close to you yes. there's a music city yes club. yes I you can find the name. music city fin club or something okay there's 210 worldwide listed on the website but they have virtual clubs if you don't have one near you you can join a virtual club and they have an annual meeting. They call it the Meeting of the Minds. I love that so much. I love that name. This goes back to this guy, Scott, that started it, too. Yeah. They're meeting October 24th through 29th this year in Gulf Shores, Alabama. It'd be so fun. So you can get on the website and see all the details around that. But And there's another gathering that happens in New Orleans they call Party Gras. 
Oh, yeah. Yes. That one has already happened because it's a January thing. But January 11th to 14th will be the dates in 2024 down yeah. in the French Quarter if you okay. want to <laughs> jump That's, in that one. They, they love a good play on words in That's this right. <laughs> in this culture. Speaking of words, I think I need to mention the terms Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville, Parrot Heads, like two words or Parrot Heads, one word, Parrot Head Club. And PHC are all registered trademarks of Margaritaville.inc. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I'm talking, this is a brand. Well, let me talk a little bit about that. Okay. Because according to Forbes, I just found this fascinating. Buffett's assets include an estimated $570 million from touring and recording, wow. $50 million music catalog, Whoa. and $140 million in planes, homes, and shares in Berkshire Hathaway. Wow. Now, that's Warren Buffett's big thing, uh-huh. and they are not related. I thought, oh, yeah. It made me go, Berkshire Hathaway, is he related to Warren Buffett? Good question. And so I looked it up, and they're yeah. not related. That In fact, really they even, wild. I think, did some kind of blood test to say. Just to make not. sure. <laughs> <laughs> They've cleared it. It's all cleared up. But that whole, um, I think he may only own a portion of the. Um, brand that owns all these hotels and resorts okay. and all of that okay we have a margaritaville and hotel in, in downtown nashville now yeah and we need to go check that out we do it would be fun to to see and yeah there's all these properties it's a pretty day you want to go <laughs> uh, you know i'm still a wheel of fortune fan so wheel of fortune oftentimes oh, does yeah. giveaways with margaritaville prizes they gave away a margaritaville home one time it, you know we're giving it all sorts of coverage and it looked Every bit of what you would imagine a Florida neighborhood called Margaritaville would, would look, look like. like. I mean, pastel but, homes. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I love um, in those resorts and stuff, they always have the big, huge flip-flop that yes. people like to get their picture yes. made next to. But yeah, they have locations in the U.S., Canada, Mexico. I think there's six island locations throughout the Caribbean. Wow. Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Good Lord. That's crazy. And I think it's just awesome that, I mean, Jimmy Buffett just kind of lets them. Yeah, some of them are franchise owned. You know, it, the Parrot Head Clubs, they just run. Yes, that's not with his. Themselves. Yeah. Like, you know, he obviously he's privy to them. You yeah. can find Parrot Head Clubs from Jimmy Buffett's website. It's not right. like they're totally he's not separate. Anti. Yeah. But for the most part, they're still just a, an organic fan club to me, it sounds like. Well, I also just quote, this is straight from his website, but I thought this was just a good write-up of kind of a summary. Today, after 27 studio albums, three New York Times bestselling books, a, a Broadway play, numerous movie and television appearances, Grammy nominations, and Academy of Country Music and Country Music Association awards, it's still the music that inspires Jimmy. He's just as likely to pop up and play an impromptu set alone at a Caribbean beach bar mm-hmm. as he is to play to be on a stage in front of 30,000 loyal Parrothead fans. And after logging millions of miles on the road, on the ocean, and in the air, distant ports still beckon, and the same unbridled curiosity drives him to keep looking for that next story to share via song. Wow. I loved that. That's really cool. 
Now, you've seen him live. I have seen him live a couple of times, both so you could summer. Write a, you could write a number a two, two on your on your. That's not very impressive. Like the Parrot Head Club members do. I had never seen that. I mean, or, the, I didn't know that's what that was if I did see it. The ones in the film, I mean, they're up in the 50s yeah, and beyond. 49, they 72. Write, what, what number show this is for them. Yeah, so you could write a two or three, I guess, on your I guess arm it would for be the my, next one you go yeah. to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I know that he does some indoor wintery kind of stuff, but this How? is, no, yeah. you go in the summer, it doesn't matter where you are, you, you don't need to be up close, be out in the grass. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so fun, because so many of the songs, everybody sings, yes. there's hand motions to some, like fins and... Fins to the left, fins <laughs> to the right. Yes. Just a really fun culture around all of that yeah i'd be surprised if he even does very many winter dates that's probably when he loves being he's in probably in the, the caribbean at the that time. that's songwriting content that's right well so fun now he's had a couple of grammy nominations i don't think he's actually won a grammy really but he's gotten lots of other country music association awards and was the recipient of one of the nation's highest songwriting honors when he was inducted into the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. Now, I'm really glad that Nashville gave him a nod because I'm always hopeful that if somebody didn't, you know, end up getting signed to a label here or, yeah. or, or they lived here for a little bit but then moved on, I'm always hopeful that Nashville was kind to them. Yeah, and you never I know. think he had a bad experience early on with Nashville, but I hope that he's now same. Well, he doesn't care. If he, he doesn't does. care. <laughs> and he shouldn't. He shouldn't have cared then, but he certainly doesn't have to care now. Well, it's so sweet to think of, um, yeah, just all of the the years that people have gotten to see his shows, the friendships that have come from yeah. meeting people at shows. And yeah, if you're lucky and have friends from a parrot head club, I think they take really good care of you. So, Well, if you're looking for um, a place to plug in this summer, maybe you see if there's a parrot head club close to you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And as you were saying, a lot of talk about fins. The a parrot head often communicates with another parrot head by putting the flat side of their hand on top of their head, making like a shark fin. <laughs> And saying fins up. Fins so up. That's yeah. a reference to the fins up in song. So, so cute. Yeah. Well, what a great kickoff to summer. Yes. So we will see you guys back here in sort of the end of summer time frame. We'll be posting on social media when the new episodes for the fall season come online. Or you can subscribe to our newsletter. That's also a good way to get information from us, especially for those of you that are less and less on social media. Join the newsletter, and that way you'll get something in your email, and you won't even have to check Instagram or Facebook. Um, but if those are places that you are as well, then follow us there. And if you would like to support us financially, you can do that through stillmagnoliaspodcast.com. We appreciate it very much. That's how we keep doing the things we're doing. That's right. So until next time, fins up. And peace be with you. <laughs> <laughs>